teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. For our text, let's start from Romans chapter 8 from verse 14. Romans 8, 14. Shall we read together? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Hallelujah. One more time. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Hallelujah. The question is, are there sons of God existing today? Please be careful before you answer. Oh. That guy is telling me that he's more than careful. So he shouted more like Blam Bartimaeus. Because you are right. There are sons on earth today. If you are a son, shout hallelujah. You see what I mean? That something is about to happen here today. When the son knows that he's a son, there's trouble for every enemy. Glory be to God in the highest. Within the context of that scripture, let me just quickly take you back. Let's read it from verse 12. Say, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh. 12, verse 12. To live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you rather receive what? The spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that Taiwo, that we are the children of God. And if children, then we are heirs and heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Praise the Lord. So in other words, if the spirit is not there, then he's not the one in charge. Hallelujah. Now listen, it takes the spirit in a man to lead a man. Everybody is controlled by an inner spirit. Is it really? Of course. The difference between the man who is normal on the street and the madman is because the madman is possessed by a spirit. Hello. And in the same vein, the difference between the natural man and the son of God is because the son of God is possessed by the Holy Spirit. I am certain in the name of Jesus that something new, something unusual will begin with somebody here today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, quickly, up front, the Holy Ghost is needed in our realm. Right? Of Jesus Christ, it is said in the Bible, by him of him are all things. He made all things. He says, for you have created all things and for your pleasure, they are 
thou art worthy. One of the songs that they sing in heaven for him. They bow before him and they sing that song. Every time. Not every day. Every time. Reality now. How many of you know that there's a reality more than this reality? This reality do end. People die. And they cease to exist in this realm. But they continue to exist. And when we bury people, when we bury the remains of people, like we say, oh, earth to earth, ashes to ashes. What they don't see is that light has returned to light. <laughs> Any man or woman born of a woman will live forever. You see, eh? What of death? Death is just a termination on this realm. You continue to exist. So the question is, how do you exist beyond this realm? Where do you exist? Is it a hell or heaven? But that you're going to believe in? Nah, 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 nah. The spirit of man is indestructible. It's only in hell that it gets destroyed and it takes thousands and thousands and thousands of millions of years because they will be tortured. So hasn't it surprised you to reason and conclude this way that the whole of my lifetime from the day I was born to the day I will say, hey guys, see you later. What you call life is an opportunity for me to define how the future will be. Yeah? Whether eternal bliss or otherwise this is opportunity to decide where you want. That's why we preach to people. And can I say something quickly? The reason people go to hell not because they are fornicators or adulterers. They are fornicators or adulterers because they cannot help themselves. The reason people go to hell is to reject Jesus. If you receive him as a Lord and Savior, you will stop being any other negative thing. <laughs> It's only the rejection of Jesus. Because when you have Jesus, then he rec- recreation takes place. Then the Holy Ghost comes to live inside. Then the rest of your life, you are led by the Spirit. You got your soul. Acts chapter 1 verse 1 would be a good place for me to jump into what I want to say. Look at it from Acts chapter 1. But that bit, I mean, you gain from it, right? It's true. Eternity is defined by life, by your physical life. Yeah, okay, Acts chapter 1, verse 1. Verse 1. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all Jesus began both to do and to teach. So you now give an account of most of what Jesus Christ did and taught. But because we are looking at the life of the lead, the life of the son, which of course is defined by the possession of the spirit, I want to look at what Jesus Christ said and did with the Holy Ghost. What did he say about the Holy Spirit? And what did he do with the Holy Spirit? If I can understand what he said in terms of teaching, and um, I can emulate him uh, as to what he did with the Holy Ghost, I'm okay. 
Life is easier. Praise the Lord. So the first thing I want to look at is, I'll just go from scripture to scripture. The first time you encounter Jesus talking about this, which is actually John 3, 3. But let's keep it. Let's go to John 7, which you are familiar with. John 7, 37. I need everybody to read along with me, please. It will help you, I promise you. On the last day, that great day of the feast, who stood? And what? Cried out. And what did he say? If anyone what? Let him what? And glory be to God in the highest. If anyone does what? Let him do what? And glory be to God in the highest. So it will require some thirst to be filled. You know, we are talking being led. Next verse. He who what? You see what I mean? The only reason people go to hell is to refuse to believe in Jesus. What do you mean believe? That he died and resurrected for you. And he dealt with the issue of sin. Yeah. That's the only reason. And he said, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, come on, help me. Out of his what? Heart or belly shall what? Flow. What? Rivers. Come on, come on, help me. Rivers of what? Glory be to God in the highest. Now you can see that there's an agreement between the scripture and what Paul is saying in Romans 8 chapter, chapter 11. That um, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They have the spirit in them. He says that anyone that believes in me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's why they are led. They, he's act, actively there and he flows. Glory be to God in the highest. The living water in some other traditions is water of life. Hello? So that means that if I'm a believer, hello, 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 I'm not preaching, I'm just trying to look at that scripture, see it like we, like we see it. Anyone that believes, and I'm a believer, if I'm a believer, that means that there's a well in me called the Spirit. And it flows. Glory be to God in the highest. So out of his belly flows, out of his inner man, out of his heart flows rivers of living water. The next verse Yeah, but this is spoke concerning what? So the water that is flowing out of your belly is what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Who are those who carry this kind of quality? I can't hear you from this passage. This is comprehension. Which we did for school set. We read the passage, we asking questions. Those who believe, believe in who? Those who believe are those who are really thirsty who have come to him to be fed with the water. They are the ones who believe that the ones from whose belly flows rivers of living water. And he says this river is what? The Holy Spirit. This he talks concerning the Spirit. Whom those who what? Believe in. Come and help me. Who what? Receive. Uh-huh. For the whole read now. For the was not yet given. Because Jesus was not yet glorified. The question is this. Is Jesus now glorified? Yeah. I can't hear you. Is he now glorified? Come on, glory be to God. Is he now glorified? Is the Holy Spirit given? Are there believers now? Is the Holy Ghost in them now? So is there a flow from them now? Yes! But let me tell you this. If you don't believe it, if you don't take it by faith, you will carry it and you won't see effect. Because in the kingdom, we live by faith. You got to know it and believe it and expect it to happen. Now you can understand why Joseph will walk into a place. Favor will just fall around. There's a flow. Follow me. 
Oh, I feel the fire. Out of his belly. But you see, Joseph, the spirit was not in Joseph. It was on Joseph. All Joseph had was God was with him. That was all he heard. Come on, Acts chapter 7 9, 7 to 9. And yet, anywhere he entered, even in prison, I feel the fire. How much more you that carries the spirit inside? Come on. <laughs> Let me warn. Because your understanding is being activated today on this matter. Don't be surprised if sometime during the week you enter somewhere and you are wondering why people are behaving strangely. Follow me. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this is spoke of the Holy Spirit. Of the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Which spirit? That those who believe in him will possess. So we're talking the Holy Spirit now. So you see, that's how, that's why as many as are what? Led by the Spirit. That's all. That's Acts chapter, sorry, John 7. But who are these who are believing? Then that will take me back to John 3, 3, when Nicodemus came to him. John 3, 1. A ruler once came to Jesus by night to ask him the way of salvation and life. The master once answered, it was true. You must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. A man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. He had to come by night because he wasn't confident. He was a Pharisee. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he's, when he's old? Can he enter a second time to his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So let's go back to, okay, well, that which is born of the flesh is what? Help me, help me. And that which is born of the spirit is? For everyone who is born again, you have been born twice. Born in the physical by your mother, and then you are born by the spirit to the body of Christ. So if you're here today and you're born again, you're born by a woman, and you're born of the spirit. It takes the being born of the spirit for the Holy Ghost to inhabit you. It cannot inhabit the natural spirit. In fact, in First Corinthians chapter two, he said, the, "said the natural man cannot receive or cannot accept rather the things of the spirit. Why they are foolishness to him." So I'm saying to you that you are much more than you think you are. Sitting down, looking at me today. I want to activate something inside of you this morning in the name of Jesus. And so you can link this discourse in John 3 to John 7. And I remember what we're doing, the things that Jesus said and taught about the Spirit. Because if the proof of the fact that we are sons of God is the fact that we are led of the Spirit, can we get to understand it a little bit more? That's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. Then in Luke 4 18, Jesus said something. He did though, but I'm just saying the thing that he said and he talked. Remember some things that happened, which we'll get into before I finish. He had come, he had been baptized, and of course, there had been some drama, as it were. I'm leaving that for later. 
But then, then of course he left and he went to the wilderness, remember? And then he returned. Remember all those stories? I'll come back to that later. But finally when he came, he entered into the, into the synagogue as it were. And he gave me the book of Isaiah to read. And then of course he opened the book of Isaiah where he read. He opened it himself. So he opened to what we have today as Isaiah, I think chapter 61. Yep. Which is Luke 4, 18. And he read. He sat before them. You know why, they, you know why he sat? Because when you sit, you speak it. He recognizes that you're sitting to speak. He's speaking with authority. As a matter of fact, he's explained that when a professor is trying to declare in his field of expertise and he's making a presentation to experts and to knowledge people, he sits from his professor's position, he said, ex cathedra. So, hey, authority speaking. So he said, the, he said, the spirit of the Lord, come on church, 418, put it there. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He was written. For he has anointed me. He was written. To preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to hear the broken right to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. And to say that liberty to those who are oppressed. Now watch what next happens next. Next verse. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Next verse. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, sat down, <laughs> and made the statement. And all eyes were on him in the synagogue, were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. I'm not talking of tomorrow, right now. But what was he saying? The spirit of the Lord is upon I'm saying the things that he said and he talked. Jesus is Lord. Quickly then. But that was the beginning of his public ministry. I will come back to say some things about that. But maybe I should make a comment. So if it's a matter of saying, don't you think that one... In fact, at the beginning, the introduction or the access to this flow is by what you say. He had this put on him. He had it in him. Yeah. God had declared that this is my beloved son. In whom I'm well pleased. In fact, I told him, say, you are my beloved son. If he did not declare, he didn't change anything. But because he will connect with his physical world, with who he is, well, was, is, forever, out and in, said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and they sent me to heal, so healing will begin to happen. To preach, the poor in for a good time. Recover of the blind, but how did he say? The spirit. Okay. So maybe a sure way to start is your knowledge and your declaration. Which glibly will say your confession. Okay. Then in John chapter. Praise the Lord. 14 verse 16. Your life can be the same again. In the name of Jesus. I'm mindful of one thing. I tell people when I'm teaching ministry classes, which I'm going to do very soon. 
Because we're going to be releasing some people to go and start some mission works very soon. I said, when you stand, what you believe of the people who listen to you is what they're going to get. If what you believe that, so I don't make a mistake, I don't become, I don't look stupid so that I don't shame myself, you will do well. You won't shame yourself. They won't get anything more than the fact that you didn't shame yourself. Now, John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. Right? Come on, help me. Okay. That he may what? Remember, we're looking at the things that Jesus said and taught concerning the Spirit. All right. That he may what? Abide with you for some time. Uh-huh. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it, never, it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he what? He dwells with you and will be in. Oh, oh. Jesus just said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. But if I would talk to you, I said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and is in me and out of my blade flows river. Praise the Lord. But quickly, let me just quickly say this to you. You know, I'm talking to believers. If you are not born again, please get, give your life before you go. You need it. We all need, to, we all need to believe in him. We all need to believe in him. Okay. If you're a believer, do you have the Holy Ghost now? Are you sure? Now, listen to me very well. The Holy Ghost is there for you and with you permanently. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's not about to run away. He's come to stay permanently. So tell your neighbor, say, relax. The helper, the Holy Spirit, is not about to run away. He is here with you. He will forever remain with you. As a matter of fact, he is in you. Somebody hear him? Now let me quickly say something here. There is nothing you can do well. There's nothing you can do perfectly, excellently, except by the help of the Spirit. That's why he is called the helper. You can't be a good wife. You can't be a good husband. You can't be an excellent parent. You can't be a, an, an excellent child. You can't. You can't be the best professional, even if you're highly skillful. The problem is how long will it last? It's a matter of time. You become obsolete. But there's a spirit that stays with man. You will forever be in everlasting demand. That's why he's called the helper. He said, look, look. He said, look, I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper. Why? Because he was physically present with them. And he was now going to ascend. But he says, don't be afraid. I will still be here only as the Spirit. God will still be with you as the Holy Spirit. And he will never go anywhere. So I wrote in the margin of my Bible, I said, I have an ever-present help. The one that will do what no man can do. What even my earthly father will want to do but cannot do, he will do. And he's not going anywhere. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's ready. But as ready and as ever present that he is, if you neglect him, if you shove him aside, he won't fight you. No, he's a gentleman. 
Don't you see? You have to need him. You need to be thirsty for him to come. If you tell him, I don't need you, he won't use up authority. He won't get crash. He'll just be following you because his assignment is to be with you forever. Okay. So following this, you hear John talking in 1 John 2.20. says, you have an anointing in you that teaches you all things. And you don't need that any man should teach you. But let me just quickly say this about that. Oh, before then, John 14.26, maybe I should do that. John 14.26 says that, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, uh, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you exactly. He will teach you all things, hallelujah, and bring to your remembrance. Now listen to me. If God doesn't teach you the Bible, you can't understand it all. You'll just be making noise. And when he teaches you, you will know. When you forget, he will remind you. Now the question is this, then which one do you do? He's the one to teach you. He's the one to remind you. He's the one that will never leave you. He's the one that will help you. So can't you see that you're just enjoying the grace of the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit? And it's not about to truncate it. No, he will never. Can't you see God loves you specially? Can't you see that you can attend to the best in your assignment in life? He is God. He's not a junior God. He's God's way of saying, I am, I am in this with you. Uh-uh. Come, let me pray with you. You have been faithful. And you have been asking when, 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 when. The answer has come. In the name of Jesus. Move closer, move closer, move closer, move closer. Move closer, move closer. He's always been there, that's the thing. He's always been talking. He's got everything ready. Why are you troubling yourself? Tell the neighbor, say, relax. In the name of Jesus. So he says he will teach you and he will remind you. He will bring things to your remembrance. And that's why in 1 John 2.20, John was saying that you have an anointing inside of you that teaches you. Because it's Holy Ghost that teaches. In fact, somebody says that, do you know what Holy Ghost has come to do? He has come to get you recreated and feed you to guide you so that you will, I mean, teach you, feel you, guide you so that in no time, people that used to know you, when they see you walking, they'll think it's Jesus that is walking. That's what he does. That's why Saul, the murderer, can become the greatest evangelist that ever lived. That's why the arm robber can become the greatest evangelist. We see it in Nigeria. Shino Rambo. It's only God that can change the heart of a man. John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, 15, 26, whom I shall send from the Father, the spirit of truth will proceed from the Father. He will testify of me. One version says, he will be a witness of me. Now, Jesus was telling them in the book of Acts chapter 1, in verse 8, he says, look, you will see power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses. Hello. I'm sure you want the world to know that you're a Christian. That's how we let people know that he's alive and well. All the fights in the early church the authority was saying, don't talk in the name of Jesus anymore because we don't want people to know that he's alive and well. 
And so they locked them into prisons. But he said, we cannot be saved the things that we have seen and heard. That was all. And on the basis of that, prisons doors were flinging open physically. I said to someone here today, <laughs> your Christianity is not just go come. I'm sure you know. You are going to see wonders. In the name of Jesus. This is the reality of realities. He will testify of me. Now, the question is this. Now, look at the next verse. Aha. Uh-huh. John 15, 26. Okay. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth will proceed from the Father, he will what? Testify of me. The next verse. And you also will what? Because you are being with me from the beginning. If the Holy Ghost does not bear witness, you cannot bear witness. You are able to bear witness because the Holy Ghost is bearing witness. You are able to understand because the Holy Ghost is teaching you. You are able to be guided because the Holy Ghost is guiding you. He's your standby. You are able to be strong because he's helping you. In fact, some things that by the time I preach shakata, uh, when I hear some testimonies, I shake my head. You don't even know how to pray. Romans 8.26 If the Holy Ghost does not pray with you, your prayer is babbling. He's the one that gets you born again. He's the one that fills you. He's the one that teaches you. He's the one that guides you. He's the one that leads you. He's the one that helps you. He's the one that prays that your prayers make meaning and get results. So what do you do? He's the one that helps you be as witness. He's the one that helps you so that when you walk, the world sees Jesus. So you are a witness. You want to be, you want to show Christian character. You are struggling with it. It's the Holy Ghost that makes you show Christian character. After all, the fruit of the Spirit is called the fruit of the Spirit. It's not fruit of any, it's the fruit of the Spirit. By this we know who you, by their fruit you know, we know them. Which fruit? There's the fruit of the flesh, there's the fruit of the spirit. So the characters of Jesus Christ is found in the fruit of the spirit. Uh-huh. That is in you. So it helps you bear fruit. <laughs> okay. John 16, 8. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Aha. By the time I finish preaching, everywhere will be shaking. People will be giving their lives. I hear you. It's the Holy Ghost that convicts people. Shut up. What if I preach nobody gives their lives? Why is that your problem? Are you the one? Let the Holy Ghost do his work. If it's the Holy Ghost, there will be conviction. So how do you know whether I give your life or not? He's the one that bears witness. He's the one that convicts. He's the one that helps you want to be a Christian before people so that they will not. He's the one that will do it. John 16, 13. I'm doing well. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you. Anybody looking for guidance in life? You know where we started from? Leading. He leads you by his spirit that's inside of you. 
Here Jesus said, he will guide you. You won't make mistakes. He will guide you. That's talking about your decision making. And we live our lives by our decisions. Somebody say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come feel this. And your then the best that they can be is the Holy Ghost. He's called the spirit of wisdom. He makes the expert the best that ever existed. He says, by me kings rule. Now it doesn't matter what you have lost in life. This understanding starts you afresh. Mm. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, What did Jesus say about him? That's why I'm just quoting scriptures. Sixteen, fourteen, and fifteen. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Oh, oh. He will glorify Jesus. He didn't, he didn't stop there. And he will show you the things to come. Two things there. Will you like your life to glorify Jesus? If you are here today and you desire that your life will be the one that will glorify Jesus, say amen. All you need is just a Holy Ghost to do it. Let him. The reason he's here is to glorify. You see why you have, been, you have been struggling? Because you don't know that this is what he's come to do. And you struggle in your power and your ability, which of course will always be futile. That's why he's the helper. Jesus, God, they don't expect you to succeed in your Christian life outside the Holy Ghost. Please write it down. Minus the Holy Spirit, they don't think you will succeed. You say, really? Jesus said, no. You must tarry in Jerusalem until you receive what? The promise of the Father, which is the power of God. Acts 1.8 It's when you receive the Holy Spirit that you receive your power to manifest as the Son that you are. So even the most failed failure, listen to me today, I decree the change has come to you. In the name of Jesus. It's not by might. You forgot it. It's not by power. But by what? The spirit. Stop beating yourself. Stop beating yourself down. Stop talking negative to yourself. When the Holy Ghost is there. Let him. 
That's why he's here. Otherwise, he has no business being here. I'm expecting some dangerous testimonies before the end of the year. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woohoo! The things that he said and the thoughts of the Holy Ghost. He will glorify. And then he will reveal. Wow. He said, everything that the Father has is mine. That's why I said he will take what is mine and show you. He is the revealing spirit. He comes to show you Jesus and to teach you about Jesus and to change your nature into Jesus' nature. He will never leave you until he achieves. You are too special to be left in. I'm confident that when I'm called to talk, I talk to kings. That's what he told me. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not disturbed that kings will rise. They will rise. In the name of Jesus. They will rise. Someone say, Holy Ghost! Please let him. Let him. Stop disturbing God and the Holy Spirit. Don't let your inferiority complex disturb the great work that God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come. Fill the atmosphere. Your glory. I sense the Holy Ghost overflowing your bedroom in the name of Jesus. So from your bedroom, oh my goodness, you can see the end of the world. From your bedroom, you can see the heart of Jesus. From your bed, oh my goodness. The glory of God everywhere. Have you read before? Haven't you heard before? They were praying in one room somewhere. They call it Azusa Street. Early in the 19th century, fire brigade came trying to put off fire. The glory of God was seen like a candle on top of the building. Blessing. We're in a dangerous period. The time has come when those who make jest of your God and your faith will stand in awe. In the name of Jesus. So much the Holy Spirit. Move me now. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you are. Come. Stand fear.
I don't know what is trying to overwhelm your life or your spirit. Nothing is about to be overwhelmed by the Holy Ghost. Because out of a belly shall what? Trickles? Rip! We are not Christians in vain. Someone say, out of my belly shall flow. Yes. Yes. He's the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. He says, don't dare. Wait until you receive him. Wait, wait, wait. Because he, he knew if you venture without him, you'll be overwhelmed. But with him, you can never be overcome. But you must know and you must live expecting it to be so. That's why he's called the chief executive of the purposes of God on earth. Don't tell me I don't know which husband to marry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know my purpose. Hey, he guides. That's the problem. You are struggling with him. Leave him. Let him do it. Let him fight. The battle is called to fight. By the time he finishes, I was told in the Bible that by the time they rescued these covenant children of God from Egypt, signs and miracles and he guided them to the Red Sea then the enemy thought that he's got them and so he was coming to kill them they were so scared that they were confessing death where there are no graves in Egypt by the time Moses got to God God said why are you standing there tell them to go for I'm telling someone here today in spite of the graves that were dug for your soul go forward in the name of Jesus He said, what of the graves? Those who dug the grave will be buried there. Yeah. Pharaoh and his army were the ones that were buried that day. The children of Israel passed through. I'm saying to you now, you are passing through. Yeah. Those who say you will die will not pass. Yeah. So, Holy Ghost. So, let him fight his battle. Why are you worrying yourself? How many of you fought and won by yourself? Whether I sit down or stand up, you will hear. After it's the Holy Ghost. Yeah, no problem. So sit down, don't worry. Hmm. 16, 14 to 15, he will glorify me. <laughs> Jesus took time to talk about the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine? Somebody said, you really want to, under- you want to understand Jesus? Go and look at what he was thinking and saying in his send-off messages. You see which one? When he was finishing before he went to the cross. Where do you find that? Look at John 14, 15, 16, 17. You'll be shocked. He says he will show you things to come. Everything the Father has is mine. That's why I say he will show you. Oh, make some comments about it. First Corinthians chapter two. Help me. Oh my shit, sinta From verse nine, I want you to see this quickly. 
Jesus was saying it before he died, but after he resurrected, this thing began to play. And that's why the early church was the way it was. And that's the, that's the, that's the period we are still in. If only we come in, we become conscious of him. Okay, shall we read together? Uh, uh, eyes, what? Yes, no ear heard. No have what? The things which God. And now, pause a moment. That means that the eye cannot see it. The ear cannot hear it. Man cannot think it. So then what else? Next verse. But God what? I can hear you. I can hear you. Reveal them to who? Who are the us? Believing ones. Born again Christians. Those in whom the spirit of God dwells. Sons of God. Those who have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Romans 5.17. Those who reign as kings in life. But God has revealed them to us through what? So you don't even know. It is only it's the spirit that lets you know. You can't have if you don't know. And that's the problem. When the born again Christian is living like an unbeliever, you will get unbeliever as a result. But when you know, you get a different result. How do you go? How do you know? It's by revelation. And how does it come about? By the Spirit. Someone shout Holy Spirit. That's what I mean. For the Spirit searches all things, yet the deepness of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have what? We have what? Are you sure? We have. Because we are born again. We have received not the spirit of the world. So don't, let's stop behaving like them. I'm not talking condescendingly. I'm saying you be you. They are proud to be them. Be proud to be you. We have received not the spirit of the world. But the spirit who is from what? God. That we might what? No. The things that are what? We are not in the dark that they are in. The Holy Ghost is still in the, in the business of revealing. Now, you will appreciate quickly. Paul, the day Paul we hear that, fountainers, a lot, of, a lot of fountainers are born again. You know what Paul will do? He will say, since the day I heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for the brethren, I cease not to give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will grant unto you people in fountain who are now born again. What? The Spirit. The Christian that does not understand the spirit is a failure. That's why Christians struggle unnecessarily. Things he said. 2449 said, Behold, I send you the promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power. Things he said. He said you must wait for the Holy Ghost. You, are, you have been dumping too fast. You have been running ahead of him. That's the problem. Walk in step with the spirit. Don't lag behind. Don't jump ahead. Go with him and see. You know somebody said, explaining Romans 8.26, that we don't know what to pray for. That's what we ought to. But the Holy Ghost, take hold with us. You know what he said? He said, explaining the Greek actually, he said it's like a man or a device that is ready to assist you to do what you want to do. He will not do what you don't want to do. 
Did you hear me? He will not do what you don't want to do. It is what you want to do that you cannot do totally by yourself that he helps you to do. It is who you want to be that God has made you to be that you cannot be by yourself. He will help you be. That's why he's here. You're a good person. You're a great achiever. Uh, Jesus is Lord. So you will see far after. Now, now let me rush what he did. These are the things he said and talked about the Holy Ghost. So what did he do with the Holy Ghost? I'll just read through because of time. Ferguson, this one great teacher of, is a theologian. He looked at theology, he said, look, the way theology is, as it were, is becoming purely academics. Stripping the power. So he went back against teaching theology and he called it reformed. Hear what he said. The first statement says, think of the Holy Spirit as the closest companion of the Lord Jesus. You know what, 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 what he began to, talk, I'm sorry, to teach and to do. So if I ask you, who was Jesus' best friend on earth? Come on, talk to me. What if the Holy Spirit becomes Taiwan's best friend on earth? Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Not only has he been the son of eternal partner, the son's eternal partner in the fellowship of the Trinity, but the Spirit was with the Father and the Son at creation. Remember, creation, let us make. Who are the us? Come on. And the book of Isaiah, book of Jeremiah, book of Ezekiel, when the prophets were prophesied, take for example Isaiah 11, he said that, what? Talking about the roots of Jesse. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody here with me. And then he said, the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. Spirit of wisdom, knowledge, revelation, glory be to God in the highest. He said he was there, overshadowing Jesus at conception. Come on. What did he do with the Holy Ghost? Mary, you're going to have a child without a man. How can that be? What did the angel say? The Holy Spirit. What did Jesus do with the Holy Spirit? Everything you are called to do and to be in life that is yet to be, let the Holy Spirit. Did you hear me? Let the Holy Spirit. My great-grandfather was a very bad husband. No, I'm not talking of me. My grandfather was a very wicked husband. I'm not talking of me. I'm just talking generally. My father wasn't too good either. Mm. I'm afraid I'm going to... No, 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 no. You are born again. But I can see some things like my father... I'm... Hey, you are born again. If anybody being in Christ, is a new creation. Come on. He only knows sin has been missing to you. So you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not the Holy Ghost lives inside of you. Come on. Out of belly, what flows, what rivers. You are different. The Holy Ghost will help you become every good one and good thing that God has made you that you are struggling to be. Somebody shout, Holy Spirit. All right. He was there at his baptism. You are aware. Through him, he performed miracles. Remember when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me? He declared, and everything began to happen. Acts 38, how God answered Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. With what? 
Come and help me. With what? With what? And what was the result? He went about doing. You will do good in your life. Amen. I say in the name of Jesus, you will do good. Amen. Tell your neighbor, it's not by might. It's not by power. Let the spirit. The Holy Spirit walked with him all the way into the jaws of death, empowering him even to freely offer himself. Go and read Hebrews 9 14. He said, He laid down his life freely by the Holy Spirit. What about resurrection? If the Spirit of him that raised up Christ dwells in you, so it was by the Holy Ghost. What when all disciples were scattered and they abandoned him? The Holy Ghost continued to be with him. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Now the question is this. So what do we do? Now that we know what he said and what he did and he came to demonstrate how man can walk in dominion on earth. So what do we do? Now that you found the spirit, what are you going to do with it? Are you still going to continue to neglect him? Somebody said the problem of Christians is that they treat him as a non-entity. The God present with you to help you. And somebody says, he's the forgotten God. They are struggling for getting their helper. Let me challenge somebody here today. You struggle with, with getting conceived. In the name of Jesus. Because of the understanding that has come. This time next year. Let me say it again. Because the person is there to, woo, the person is there to hear me. I said, we are not laying hands now. We are not struggling. We are, not, we are saying the Holy Ghost is here to do his work. And you are now beginning to have understanding. And you are saying this is my greatest challenge in life. You are saying that. And your greatest challenge in life is getting conceived. I'm not going to call you to come out. Just stand up where you are. On the strength of what you've heard. In the name of Jesus. This time next year. Uh, if, they, if nobody is saying name, you better shout your own name. Because yeah. some don't believe. For, for you to stand up, that means you believe. Let your name be like man by me. Say, Amen. Yeah. It's true. Because it's the Holy Ghost. With Sarah, so old, he did it. That strength there was the Holy Spirit. With Mary, no man, the Holy Spirit. You are not, your case is not different. Receive grace. Let Holy Ghost do his work. In the name of Jesus. Some are standing there yet to get married. They are believing God that they will get married. You are using double faith. Take. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. See that. It's not by might. So what do we do? Two scriptures. Philippians 2.1. Please watch this. Well, first of all, 2 Corinthians 13.14. 2 Corinthians 13.14. Write it down. Study it at home. Ask the Holy Ghost to teach you. 2 Corinthians 13.14. Shall we read together, everybody? Please, everybody, everybody, everybody. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You know the problem? We know of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know of the love of God. What have you been doing with the fellowship of the Spirit, communion of the Spirit? 
That's the problem. That's the problem. We cannot identify with the love of God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What about the communion of the Spirit? That's the problem. Philippians chapter 2 verse 1. Shall we read together? Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, we're talking about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, if any comfort of love, the love of God, if any what? Fellowship of the Spirit. Do you now know that there's something called the fellowship of the Spirit? Just like you release your faith for the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, release your faith for the fellowship of the Spirit, fellowship of the Spirit and see the power of God. Many don't do that. Because the Bible says that he will not talk of, he will not talk of himself, he will talk of me. You are thinking to me that don't talk about Holy Ghost. Don't talk. Uh, I will talk about him. I'll say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I'll say, Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, help me. Help me to answer. Help me to fight. Help me to win. Help me to overcome. Help me to hear. Help holy. That's why you are here. You are the ever present. Let him is my wisdom. Is the spirit of wisdom. Is the spirit of understanding. Paul says that you'll be strengthened with might in your inner man by the Holy Spirit. Then Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. Then the end of it said, then God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. You know what Paul said? He said, when this thing gripped me, I was preaching and writing things that are above my mind. So I can ask things that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. No man ever thought of it. Holy Spirit, can't you see you are different from who you think you are? Shall we rise? There is no failure in Christ Jesus. There is no depression in Christ Jesus. There is no fear in Christ Jesus. Why don't you just begin to communicate with the Holy Spirit? You know what Jesus said? He said, every word I speak is what I hear from my Father. We are in constant fellowship. John 5, 19, John 5, 30. Holy Spirit in your office. Holy Spirit in your bedroom. Holy Spirit in your kitchen. Holy Spirit on the road when you drive. Holy Spirit in the church when you come. Holy Spirit in your ministry. Holy Spirit when you handle your wife. Holy Spirit when you handle your children. Uh-uh. That's why he's here. Holy Spirit in your health. Lift up your hand and appreciate him. Jesus said that's why he's here. And when he does this, he blesses you and glorifies me. Glory. 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 Talk to him. Talk to him. Help me to understand, Holy Spirit. Help me to glorify Jesus. Help me to be a witness. Help me to overcome. I said the commonest prayer and the strongest prayer a believer can pray is, Holy Ghost, help me! Even that prayer glorifies Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hand and just worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Forget the man before you. 
He is not Jesus, he's not the Holy Ghost, but he is a carrier. You are proof producers. You are examples of believers. You are kings on earth. You are his representatives. Your bodies are the temples of the Holy Ghost that dwells inside of you. You are head, you are not tail. You are above only and never beneath. Glory be to God in the highest. Jesus himself is your wisdom. is your sanctification. is your redemption. is your justification. No wonder the says that the Lord is my light and my salvation. The strength of my life. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that can never be covered anymore. And the truth is, you have the mind of Christ. You are not about to. You have the mind of Christ. You have the capacity to think like Christ will think. By the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. He fights your battle. You hold your peace. He raises standard against every attack of the devil. Say when the devil comes, the Holy Ghost lifts up the standard against him. Glory be to God in the highest. Can't you see you are in for a good time? Your life is a life of testimonies. Hallelujah. Your life bears witness of him. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. I'm glad I know you. I'm glad you are a Christian. I'm glad for the Holy Ghost. I'm glad we are, we, are, we are in this together. Hallelujah. Because I know your testimonies are coming in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Woohoo! Father, we worship. Father, we adore. Father, we magnify your name. Take all the glory. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shomolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.